Hello and welcome to another episode of Fool's Daily. It's the episode that everyone wanted. He's back. It's Mr. Conrad E.J. Gonsalves. Hello, it's me, Conrad, calling from London. Hello, Norfolk. Hello, hello London. Hello. It is a pleasure to speak with you. It is jolly good. I'm glad to see that we're both still alive and kicking. Yes, we have not died during the summer break. No. I was I was quite worried about you, you given that you are very old. I'm, I am fine. I am still taking the frog tablets. Excellent. And how are you, sir? I am most well. Most efficacious. Is that a word? Vivacious. Vivacious. You're vivacious when you dress up, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, but we don't talk <laughs> about that on this show. That's for one of the other shows. Yes, the ones that nobody's listened to yet. Yes. So, good break. Did you have a good break? I did have a good break. And how about you? You were off to Poland and... I went scouting the uh, equivalent of the Lake District in Poland. It looked lovely. It looked lovely, your photos. Uh, we could, the following week, when uh, my uh, stepson and her, his fiance were out there, they had better weather. Of course. Well, of course, you'd left. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but no, it was a, uh, it was it was good fun. Poland's so cheap for food and drink. Yeah, yeah. incredible. And cheap. did you did you eat quite a lot? I may have done. I may have put on. Um, in that two weeks that I didn't weigh in, I may have put on six pounds. But it's all gone now. It's all, it's gone. all gone, yeah. You're just a slip of a man now. I, I did fall in love with Zurich soup. What's that? So what's that? It's a Polish soup with sausage in it, basically. <laughs> you do like a nice bit of sausage, don't you? Um, maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of Polish sausage out there. Yeah? Yeah. Did you see a lot of Polish sausage? <laughs> yes, I saw a lot of Polish sausage, yes. Was it just hanging about? It was, I'm afraid. It was oh, just I see. Waiting to dry, basically. Ah. But so it was wet Polish it was wet Polish sausage. It, it, yes. <laughs> Enough about the Polish sausages. I think we should stop now. I got, I got, it's, all, it's all gone like a bit a bit lower-low, hasn't it? I got to drive on the other side of the road again, because I was the designated driver. Are we? And we had a nightmare journey on the way back to the airport, where the uh, the uh, the vehicle, uh, the gears weren't working properly. So the last 40 kilometres to the airport were, I was sweating a lot, because it was quite... Nasty. I was really, you know, like the old World War Two films where you see the trucks being. Yeah. Oh, so it wouldn't change gear. No, uh, we were, we went to see this wonderful uh, castle um, called Malberg Castle. Uh, it was the head of the Teutonic Knight Order. Um, so it was really quite historic. It got badly bombed during the war, and there's been a lot of reconstruction work. But it's essentially four. There's four sections to the castle. So anyone trying to get in had to get through one of those four sections. Um, Absolutely amazing building. But then the last sort of 40 kilometres from there to uh, Gdansk Airport. Gdansk? Yes, it was Gdansk. Lechwalenska Airport, as it's called. Lechwalenska. It was... 
it wasn't working. The gears, it wasn't going changing gears properly, and then all of a sudden, it kind of stopped changing gears. So, all right. we switched. I switched the, the engine off, managed to put it in gear, and it, and uh, with all the electrics off and everything, and uh, struggled along in first. Tried to get into second and third with a bit of crunching, but it was it was it was amusing, especially the parking at the end. <laughs> but I'm home. But you are home. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about some Relic Night stuff. Yeah, you, you've you set the agenda, mate. You said, Oi, Marshall, you fat git. I want you're to talk not, about this. Not, and I went, You're not fat anymore. Oh, uh, I still am. No. I'm just not as fat. You've gone down shirt sizes and multiple trouser sizes. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm not fat, though. It just means that I was buying bigger, bigger stuff before. <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before we did our sojourn into the uh, vacation period I attended a Relic Nights event dun, dun, dun. there are such things and it was in back in July actually July the 11th in York so three of us from Tainlawn went up there yeah. and we actually went up and we went by the Chuffer train oh it was a it was a jolly on the train and everything you know buying. So you could have, you could have, you could have an uh, an ale and stuff. Well, we're, I didn't have an ale and stuff because I was still driving from the station, so I I didn't have an ale. But I did partake of some bad food on the journey up, which may have had bacon and bread involved. The bacon was all right, and I may have had some coffee and everything, but. Arrived there well in time. Lovely train journey. Chatting with Mr. Mister Andy Harris and Nigel. Nigel the Hockerty went along as well. Nice. Well, it was unpainted then. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, you know, with, with the best one in the world, Nigel's not very good at getting his stuff painted. He's, he's, he's not very on time with it, is he? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think he he has the intention, like all of us, but the applic he lacks application. Yes, yes, a C minus, I would suggest. I think it might be more than that. It might be a D. <laughs> no, no, a C minus is fair. Yeah, but what was funny and funny was that Andy and myself were fully painted for this event. Nice. So this you were taking your black diamonds. I took my black diamonds along, and I had two fifty point forces. Because the Endless Hunger rule set, which is the official tournament rules pack or organised play rules pack from um, Soda Pop or Ninja Division, whoever you want to... Whoever. Yeah, what are they now? I, I don't know. I, I think they are... I, I don't know. As a, as a quick digression, have they bought the Helderado range? I don't know. Because I was on their store the other day... And they sell Helderado figures now. Well, perhaps they have. And I was wondering if they'd, they'd bought it. Oh, yeah. Cypher Studios? Is that who it's by? I can't remember who... who Because it, it, it's been through multiple companies. But anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It was just an aside. I shall look it up. Um, yeah, so organised play rule sets called Endless Hunger. 
right. and that states that you can have 250-point lists. So on arrival at York, there was a lot of police there, so there was obviously some sort of race day going on or drugs heist or whatever. Northerners. <clears throat> no, it was full of them, full of them. But luckily we had our whippets, blart whippets and flat caps, so we melded in with the crowd. Excellent. We just couldn't get the walk right. <laughs> no, stop it. No, we mustn't do that. Um, no, you'll be, you're as bad as Spooner going, everyone's got cholera. Um. <laughs> but we... Um, I said, where were we travelling from? London. London, King's <laughs> Cross, I think, yes. And uh, got to Nigel's for good... Oh, we had a bit of a panic at the start. So got, Oh, a surprise. Got to Nigel's in good time and... And uh, went to the tube station, only to discover that, due to engineering works from the previous night, there were delays. And at this point, um, Nigel's face sort of changed. It was like, oh, we might not make it. So there's a cab office right next to the tube station. Jumped in the cab. And we got there with like five or ten minutes to spare to get on the train. But there were texts between us and Andy saying, well, you might have to go on your own, mate. Oh, actually, you couldn't because Nigel had the train tickets. So I, I was thinking about, I wonder what I can do today instead of playing Relic Knights. But we managed to get there. Lovely church, train journey up, chatting and everything. Got to the event. It's uh, It was held in a... An old northern working man's... It's the Guppies Enterprise Club, it was called. Right. Which is basically a house converted into... Well, it's actually, it's quite, it's quite a large house, really, because it seemed to extend and have lots of blue rooms and little rooms. But it was like your sort of typical social club, working man's club. Yeah. From, so it's got a bar in it and everything. Yes, yeah. And a, a man with a hatch. <laughs> a man with a hatch? Yeah, as you come in through the door, the man with the hatch says, can you sign in, please? Oh. Um, so there was about 12 people there, I think. You know, that's pretty decent. It was. It was. I think this is the first UK organised play event uh, for Relic Nights, so... It was nice meeting some of the people that you talked to on the full, on the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, start. And the, the normal sort of tentativeness is, is a new social group and new people meeting get together. Um, but me being me, I break the ice quite quickly. So. Hello, I'm Conrad. <laughs> it's me, Conrad. Who are you? Oh, shut up, Conrad. Really nice bunch of lads, uh, but one of the first things I noticed was that the two... <laughs> here comes the read the rules pack bit. The two lists that you can bring can be from separate factions. So a couple of people had two separate factions, two lists from two separate factions. Oh, wow. Which so was, is that four lists in total or one list from each faction? One list from each faction. Right, OK. Which was kind of cool, really, I thought. Um, but... Also presents yourself as a player with more more problems because you've got to know more. But uh, I think we had three games during the day, and uh, painting was judged at lunchtime, where you just put your stuff out with your name on it. 
Um, tables were absolutely superb, really nice themed tables, pretty much all um, made by Cy Dudley, who was the guy running the event, I think. All right. So, what, so you need what six tables then? Yes, uh, and he he'd made this um, three by three table, and it had hex, hexagons on it, hexagon tiles, and he'd bought a punch, and he'd punched out every hexagon and glued every hexagon on the table. Blimey! But each sort of table had its own little theme, and there were you know there was one table with esper crystals, there was another table with other stuff. It, it, it looked really good. Um, and I got to play Paul Scott in my first game, and I don't know if you remember Paul from WPS days. He was one of Colin McConnell's friends from the Liverpool Games Workshop. Um, 40k player. You probably may not because you. I, I, I don't. To be honest, I, to be honest, I don't. Well, it's, it was nice seeing him again, but he's. Seems to be heavily involved. Him and another guy called Ben Clapperton um, seem to be heavily involved with distribution rules and. Uh, right. See that name, I know. Ben. Yes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> because I'm pretty sure he says. Oh, he's a, he's right. on the uh, he's organising the. Rapidly, just checking his Dafcon spreadsheet. Dafcon. Yes. Um. There is Mr. Bain Clapperton organising a Relics Nights event at Stafcon. He's, he's a really knowledgeable and a very nice guy as well. Um, I believe he's doing some... He may be doing some testing of sorts for up-and-coming products from... So, Soda Pop. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I played Paul in the first game, and uh, so it was nice to see him shake his hand and say hello and catch up a bit. But right. I then had to essentially teach him the game. He was playing Black Diamonds, and even though he was promoting and uh, he was a, a ninja, I think they're called, aren't they? The the organised play guys. I think so, yeah. He may not have been as up to how to play the game as he should have been. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you can have ninjas. You could be a ninja for Super Dungeon Explore. Oh, okay. Oh, it, it's you know it's yeah. it's across the whole of the, the game. soda pop line. So, I taught, so you must have won then. I did. Yes, I did. I taught him how to play as well, and uh, then went on to face the might of. I, I, oh no! I was just going to ask what you used. He used Black Diamond, and I used Black Diamond. Yeah, but what did you, what did, what what did you use out your black diamond? Did you actually use your uh, relic knight? No, my relic knight is not painted. I'm still using my questing knight. However, oh, okay. however, subsequent to that event, I have used one shot in a game, in right. two games actually, and I quite like her, even though she's um, quite heavily pointed. Uh, I've been trying out some other stuff within the faction sort of thing. So uh, it's been quite refreshing as well. But yeah, I think I took any everything that was painted. So that was Suspect 7, the Diamond Core, the Black Diamonds, Sophia Drake, um, the Diamondback, the big, big monster thing, Leopold, and his Cypher. Okay. Um, oh, and as another aside, we did have a request um, via our Facebook page 
that if we talk about painted models and stuff, that we should post pictures of them on the Facebook page. So we have a full daily Facebook page. Hmm? We do have a full daily Facebook page. Not a Facebook page. Not a Facebook page because that would be like weird. But a Facebook page, we do have one. Um, so when this episode comes out, I will endeavour to put Conrad's painted photos up on the. Uh, well, I, I have the uh, the folio up, so I can take some pictures of. Uh, oh, that'd be good. And send them or post them onto the Facebook page. You could post them onto the Facebook page. Well, that's correct. I could do that, or I could just leave them in my on my hard disk. Anyway, <laughs> we had. Is that is your hard disk part of your Polish sausage? No. Okay. No. Just check him. Oh, I, I learned Polish quite well as well, and so did the family. Excellent. Basically, you just put ski on the end of every word. Okay. Hello, so ski. it's hard disk ski. Yeah, it's a hard ski disk ski. <laughs> okay. So is it relic relic ski night ski? Yes. Okay. It, cool. It's not played very much in Poland. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was your, so that was your first game. Yeah. So I can't remember the rest of it. Because it was such a long time ago. I played Ben right. Clapperton uh, and I played... Oh, yes, I do. I played Ben Clapperton as my second game and uh, Craig McNichols in my third games. Okay. So I played Black Diamonds. Then I played Ben. Now, Ben is a maestro with this game. He is used to playing uh, CCGs. And um, he told me afterwards that he he likes the game because it reminds him of the CCG and it's about... Uh, the manipulation of the cue and your yeah. hand sort of thing. And he played um, the Radiant. He's played one of the Prismatic factions called Radiant. Yeah. All right, so that's basically enables him to use any of the sort of good guy yeah, pr- models. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and it, or I think it allows him choice of faction-specific missions and things like that. Um, oh, by the way, these games were timed. They were an hour long. Um, so as soon as you flipped your who was the hero and villain and the missions, the timer started essentially. Um, okay. So that was really good because we Nigel and myself had had a couple of games bef- prior to the event in the timed conditions, and um, it reminded me very much of War Machine and Hordes Hardcore, not as. Not as much adrenaline, but it was that you had to play quickly, you had to make quick decisions. So um, there was no sort of, oh, if I do this and then this would happen, but then if I do this, you had to play quickly. Um, And it was six points rather than eight points in the 50-point game, I believe, as well, was was slight changes. Okay. So, yeah, Ben Ben absolutely trounced me because uh, clearly he was... A far Good. superior player to, than, than myself, but he did because you're no, rubbish. Yeah, I was a, well, my first game against a noob. So I, you noob Wonder where I got that from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but he did. He gave me some advice afterwards. Um, right. Okay. Well, which, that's cool. Which was really nice. He said he said that my diamond call were essentially a waste of points, and they were points that would be my opponent could have. Um, or get quite easily. Which is your diamond core? Your, they're the grunt unit. The grunt yeah, ones. They're, they're like the cheapest unit. We've right, okay. Um, and he suggested that I get two suspect sevens 
units and uh, a dark field, which essentially, if you're within three inches of this dark field um, boost, it gives you stealth and the suspect seven of stealth and they have this ability where they can split up all over the board they don't have to maintain unit coherency uh and essentially it makes them <laughs> super um broken they're quite op i suppose to a certain extent uh, i mean i suppose well that you see that that's probably not a discussion for this episode but um that sort of optimizing type thing is a interesting discussion i think oh yeah it, it, i mean it was a good idea and then subsequent to that i've played using that um but anything can be killed you know it's it's it doesn't matter that they're all over the place it makes them more maneuverable it, it makes you doing things like picking up and, dro- and dropping stuff at different positions quite efficient because one figure can be at the pickup point uh, and one figure can be at the drop-off point, and because of the way the rules work, you can pick and drop off, drop off at different points during your turn. But because the figures are strategically placed wherever they need to be, you can do that quite quickly. But you still have to get there and survive getting there. So um, they—they're not. I don't believe they're broken. Uh, I think the game is actually quite well balanced there are problems with it but uh hopefully that will get fixed in the next edition um so i then played craig who was playing doctrine i believe and for some strange reason i misread my (laughs) this is not unusual in this game for me i misread my primary mission and started doing stuff which was completely meaningless and wasted a load of activations but i lost that game as well but it was only by about two or three points, so it wasn't too bad. But great game, really enjoyed all three of my games. And there were some nicely painted cadres there as well, including Paul's. Um, and Andy's, obviously, as well. So when the day was over, um, Andy actually came third. Andy Harris right. came third. Nigel came second, and Ben came first. Nice. And I got best painted, which I was well chuffed with. Oh, very well done. But the prize support was incredible. Um, People were given box sets and boxes of stuff. The winner got a unique... um, you know you play with these mats which have the queue and things like that yeah the original version is paper but you can buy sort of mouse mat materials uh, versions of this as well it was a bespoke created one for the um event in york so it had the the name of the event the northern cadre 2015 on it and they've continued to do this because there have been there's been another one up in uh can't remember where it was Warwickshire I think it is um, and they're doing another one I'm going to one in uh, Leamington Spa sort of Midlands way um, and they're ca- continuing to do this unique um, mat as a prize um, but everyone got sort of little medals and stuff and it was it was just really no- it was just a really nice day and we went 
got home on the train, um, and Andy, myself, and Nigel went out for a curry at um, at Kings Cross area, and then sort of tootled off home. Um, and it was a really nice day all round. We were buzzing about the game. We were buzzing about the the event and having played the games. Nigel was particularly happy because he's never placed in an event ever. So yeah. um, he, as you probably imagine, he was quite chuffed with that. It was quite exciting. I think he was, yes. But he was probably sorry about it at the same time. He was, yes. He was sorry about yeah. everything. <laughs> sorry, I just kicked your ass. But they they have continued to. Um, Organise these small events. Brilliant. Oh, we got patches as well. Uh, everyone got a patch, an endless hunger patch. And I think if you sort of go to each of these events, the patches, very much like the PP patches, they sort of um, stick together to form a, a bigger patch, as it were. Okay. But yeah, the scene seems to be growing slowly. Um, there seems to be a lot of activity. On, in on the Facebook group, uh, and I think all of us are looking forward to stuff being released, even you know new or old stuff, because there was stuff released at GenCon um, for f- newer stuff as well as stuff from the uh, the original book. So I don't think it's it's going to die. Um, I just don't think a lot of play- people will play it. Um, Unless there's something, you know, there's a radical shift uh, and something comes along that makes people buy the sort of second edition or the new edition rules and figures. But, yeah, good day out. Wow. What's that? And we got to go in the Hogwarts Express. Did you really get to go on the Hogwarts Express? No, I bumped my head when I tried to get to the platform. I was going to say. <laughs> but that's it, yes. Relic Knights. Well, that sounds, that sounds really good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I still am enjoying it as well. So much so, so that I've, uh, I may have bought a few prismatic figures, and I keep wanting to build my speed circuit figures, but I just haven't had any time yet. Been... And didn't you didn't you um, get some new figures from the old uh, Gen Con? I got one new figure. I got uh, the Codebreaker figure, um, which is the other questing knight from the Black Diamonds, and he's he's in the new material that uh, Soda Pop are using, which is this. It, it looks like Restic. It feels like Restic to me, but it's yeah. It's a cleaner sculpt. It uh, it was it was messy to clean up, but not as messy as a as a, a bigger figure, obviously. Right. Um, and it's brittle. Is oh, the okay. only problem. Oh, okay. And what are they doing with the game in general? Is there another book coming? Yeah, they made. Do you remember they made the the announcement probably a couple of months before Gen Con about. Stuff being stuff for the new book being released in September, with a a new version or a, a lessons learned or an update of the current version of the rules coming out next year sometime. All right, and are they doing it 
as a release rather than a Kickstarter? Yes, they're doing it as a release by the looks of things, but we, mm. we still don't know that properly. Oh, that's very cool. That's still cool. Um, but yeah, it's very oh. much alive, like Gordon. Excellent. Gordon's always alive. Cool. Well, I haven't got anything else to say, really. I thought you were going to ask where I came. Well, I'm assuming bottom. I didn't come bottom, no. I came sort of... Mid-table mediocrity? Probably lower mid-table mediocrity, yeah. Oh, okay. So, your normal placing, then? Maybe. Okay. I mean, that's why I'd assumed, you know. It was going all, It was going so well. What, after the first game? Yeah. Against... Yeah. Somebody. Where you stuffed someone who'd never played the game before. Maybe. <laughs> We're using the same crew that you use. And you were going, I'll give you help, in air quotes, and going, yes, just move that unit there. That's a great position. Now I can shoot it. I didn't do anything like that. At all. Yeah. Anyway. Shall we go? Yes, let's go. All right, then. Um, until next time, I've been Mike. And I've been Conrad. Bye-bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily. Or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.